Thank you for listening to this program. I just looked up a verse, if you don't mind. I, I knew that Jeremiah said this, but I did find the verse just now that he said to himself, because he was a prophet of God, the one he was called out to prophesy by the king, then he said, I'll give in to the hand of the king of Babylon, all of uh, Judah, and you'll be carried away captive and you'll die there and that stuff. Like that. And it's not what they wanted to hear at all. And so then they, I think it was said of him, he never has anything good to, to say. But he says here, then that happened to me. I was, everyone mocked me. Uh, this is in chapter 20, verse 7. Uh, I was deceived. And you're stronger than me. You have prevailed. What you said is true. And everyone mocks me. And since I spake and cried out violence uh, and spoil, the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. Then I said, the verse I'm trying to get to, uh, I will not make mention of him. Okay, I won't even say his name. I won't talk about God. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up by or in my bones. And I was tired of trying to restrain myself, and I couldn't stay. And I don't know. <clears throat> to me, it helps me to understand that I don't, say anything because I'm an example. I just try to say what he says here. And James, uh, there again, that's uh, why do I go? Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, he he puts it how it is. And he says in chapter 5, James, the brother of the Lord, which I think did have something to do with it, not in, well, yeah, I was the brother of the Lord, you know. And no, not that way. In fact, the other way, maybe, to why he's to the answer, why are you so hard, James? Maybe, and this is just supposition on my part, he might say, because I grew up with him, and still, when, as a grown man, told him, I don't believe in you. Or else, then, why don't you prove yourself to the world? Go to the feast. I don't, and so I was his brother. And I didn't believe in him. So I sort of have a, I think maybe, anyway, James does say how it is. And he says here, though, grudge not against each other, brothers, sisters, anybody, believers, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge stands before the door, really morally, more so, but in front of before he was before he was in front of the door is what it means the judge stands in front of the door you don't go through the door unless you go through him and that's where James says there's only one lawgiver and of course that's him and if you judge somebody else which he said not to do then you've who do you think you are God that's what he's saying that's what I mean he doesn't mince words and if you do then you're evil is what it amounts to. And so he's saying down here, then be patient, therefore, in all your struggles and trials that will come upon you like 
he says in the apostles talk about that we're treated horribly, but yet we still love and have strength and and we're proven that way. And it's a hard concept. Like I was told by a, a preacher that was from another country and he said, I'm not saying pray for persecution, Pat, but he said, when you have persecution, you grow stronger. He said, that's all I know. But he said, I'm not saying pray for it. And it was sort of humorous, I guess, at least we tried to laugh at the time. But uh, still, with James, you don't really, the humor, at least here, is not here. Grudge not against each other, lest you be condemned. Behold the judge. And this was 2,000 years ago. And he's talking about the coming of the Lord draws nigh. Well, that's true. But the Lord said, don't worry about the time. Why? Because the facts are, all these people have long been there. And I've tried to understand how you're put on hold and not purified. I think that you do personally stand before him when you are there to be purified to be one with him or else everybody's on hold and that's what paradise was that that it's so it's it's different but james is saying be patient in your own race like paul says that the the upward calling between us and him and because he's patient in each one of our lives and waits for the fruit and has patience for it until it receives the early rain and grows and then receives the latter rain which helps produce the harvest and be you also patient like he is and establish your heart because one way or another it could be said you're going to stand before him pretty quick and it's always been all these people and the people mostly have that family are you all of a sudden they've all gone there they're I believe there already stood before him. And so, but while we're here, Paul says, be accepted of him now. And so James puts it the other way. And the word is, uh, the for grudge is stenographer, uh, basically is the word. Don't, don't write it down, stenography. Uh, don't catalog it. Don't, I've got it right here, time and date, right here, what happened. And don't do that with each other. Don't don't be that way against each other, or at all for that matter, but you're condemned because the judge, and this is before the door, and if it's him coming back, we stand before him anyway, and when we die, I believe. And then, so there's two kinds of judgment, real quick, and, and one is a personal judgment, and everybody has their score, as it were, put it for lack of a better word uh, I scored 82 okay then after it's all said and done even the day of judgment after it's all said and done then where do you fit in well then you take your place wherever it is with all the people considered and in heaven today is their judgment is sure and they're purified but as far as their place it's yet to be determined because there's still people millions of them, billions, in fact, to live in the kingdom that are believers. And they'll be judged and evaluated on what they're given, a whole different thing. So that's why Peter says the everlasting kingdom. Try to focus in on that and look at that and and look at it that way. And then you'll 
be like the Lord said. You won't be worried about the time. You'll be worried about how you're, who you are and how, how I will find you when I come to you. And Paul says that to the Corinthians and in that way that he didn't want to be humbled because he knew he would lose patience. And I do believe that they were all known. There's scripture for it to be men of love and forgiveness and they they were examples to to other people no matter what like paul said you can do whatever you want say whatever you want and i still love you and they knew it and the lord was that way and like king herod was thinking about that where he expected to see a miracle then what happened the lord didn't even talk to him not one word and it infuriated the little king herod and look what he did made fun of him put a robe and all this they made fun of him because and if the lord had done what he wanted oh he could have left a hero he didn't have any respect of persons he either knows you that you belong to him or he knows that you don't but like paul told the philosophers in him you live and move and have your existence whether you know it or not and like the Lord told Peter as a believer, whether you know it or not, my father showed you who I am. And you know different than other people think I'm a great prophet. The reason you know I am the living son of God, the son of the living God, is because he showed it to you. And I would pretty much be willing to think almost 100% Peter thought, I don't remember that. <laughs> when was that? They and Nathaniel. Oh, you saw me under the fig tree. That does it. And you know the Lord. Uh, you I don't know, but he might have been smiling, saying, "That's all it takes, really." Uh, <laughs> that and and well, there there's humor there, but 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 the humor in James. I don't know. I haven't looked for it. I, I don't know if it's there. Uh, but he's the most serious of all, and I think there's a reason for that. But the spirit of God. I was thinking about it. There's a verse or two said he appeared to Peter and then to James. So it makes it sound kind of personal. So you could imagine James standing there during that time of wondering, well, the women say this and that and that, I don't know. And, and then take a walk and then somebody says from behind, Brother James, how are you? And he turns around and uh, see these things happened to these men and then they write these things down what they they don't care they what any man like paul said over here in corinthians i i don't really care i did have it yeah uh with me it's a very small thing i think it's micron or something I, it's really small that i be judged of you or any man's judgment i don't even judge myself he does I judge myself by his judgment. I'm accepted. And the Lord's judgment is real simple. Are you walking in the light? Yes. Are you sure? Well, yeah. Is there any part dark? Any one person, one thing, that, that you have bitterness and anger and you've wrote it down, as it were, or you remember it and you won't let it go? Is is there anything? Uh, hmm. Well, if you put it that way, no. Well, it is that way. And the Lord says, my commandments are not grievous. They're, that comes from the word for, I loosely put it as, I'm not trying to put my foot down on you. 
They're not grievous. I'm not trying to torture you. I'm trying to help you. Help you by telling you what you should do and what will happen if you don't. And his judgment, he said, and the good news of the day is where he said, I came to save the world, not judge the world. You will be judged. And your words will judge you. My words will judge you. But the day of judgment will come. And until then, Paul says, don't judge anything before that time. The Lord come. He'll make all the hidden stuff seen and make manifest the counsel of the heart. Then every man will have his praise of God or his judgment. And so to not judge each other, if you can really truly not judge anyone, uh, you've, you don't have to worry about how you got across the canyon. You did. <laughs> You're just there. Uh, it's by faith. That, and, and, and the bridge is there when, when you step out there. And he sort of pushed me out there. And, and it was there, though. That's the whole point. It was there. And Paul ends up saying, gentlemen, our, our brothers, who, who makes you different from each other? Oh, you have something he don't have? Where did you get that? Did you receive it or did you have it coming into? Oh, oh, hold it. So you are proud of it as if you didn't receive it, but you admit that you did. That's how they, they well, Paul's going to be there. I'm out. I, I've got something to do. I, I just remembered. He faced that. He faced that. And he said, that's my greatest burden. My greatest burden that weighs down on me is not the stonings and shipwrecks and whippings and jail, and this and that, what burdens me down is the love that people say they have for the Lord, and I know they don't. And it's not because I'm somebody. He's shown me I'm nobody. But that way I can see he's everything, and we're complete in him. And I want so much for people to see that and know that. Like they said, the Apostle Paul he was saved, the Lord met him, and he never got over it. Thank you for listening to the program.